Hello, welcome to Light in the Darkness. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, At the entrance of God's word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Here at Light in the Darkness, we like to shine lights in those areas of people's lives where they often are not aware of what's going on, up obscure place or a dark place. So we want to shine light into those dark areas of life so you can see better and when you can see better, then you can function better. And when you can function better, then you can accomplish the things that you were purposed to accomplish even before you were ever brought into this earth. Yes. So my name is Scott. And my name is Jennifer. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. And today we have a topic for you that everyone, since it's been, um, this has been happening all over the country and the world itself. So we will be talking about grief today. So Scott, we're going to start off talking about grief, and um, and its stages and what grief is, is what grief is. Mm -hmm. So, grief, and the definition of grief. Hmm. Okay. Well, grief is an emotion, and grief co comes in response to a loss or perceived loss that we have. Whenever we perceive that we lose something then we will experience grief because the grief, is, of course, is associated with that loss. And most often we think of grief as associated with death, but grief has many different faces. And so today we're going to look at some of the faces of grief some of the, and help you process a couple of the stages of grief to understand. But grief is your body's way of responding, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally to a loss that you experience. And it can go from intense grief to mild grief just depending on you know, the uh, attachment or the bond that you had to the person or the thing that was lost. Okay, very good. Yeah, and so we can expound on the grief because there are different things, like Scott said, that there are different things that we lose in life, a long life journey. Um, and it depends on how close it was attached, you know, to your life. So we can talk about, you know, there's a loss of jobs, Mm -hmm. There's a loss of um, income. Mm -hmm. There's a loss where you don't have food or anything like that. The, the, the sources, you know, the, the things in your life that you may lose. And of course, you know, we lose a lot of things, relationships, um, loss of, you know, uh, having that best friend or, or that close brother. You know, those are different types of losses too. But the main loss that we, you know, want to discuss today is about the loss of a loved one, a friend, a co-worker, someone that was close to us um, in death. So, um, and, the, and the different stages that we have, um, and we're going to be going over different stages and, and, and as we progress throughout the podcast, we may not get through all of the stages. Um, so, you know, and there's eight that we're going to discuss. So the first one that we will be looking at is the shock and denial. Mm. Yeah. Shock and denial. Uh, when something happens, when you lose someone. And we all, um, you know, and I can say, and some people haven't experienced, you know, a loss um, in some area. Maybe they haven't been um, in the world long enough or, you know, haven't grown to um, have someone that was close to that you lost or you haven't even started working yet or something like that you know mm -hmm. so those things um you know you may not relate mm -hmm. but to the ones that are watching today 
we hope that you can get something out of this that we are presenting to you right now. So the first one was shock and denial. Yeah, and in the shock stage, shock is, is what we call that anesthesia stage. Usually when you have a painful loss, the first stage you go into is the shock or denial. Shock or denial, it, it kind of numbs you. It's kind of like going to a dentist and the dentist is getting ready to work on your, on your tooth and what they do is before they do that, they give you an anesthesia. And that anesthesia doesn't keep the pain away, it just keeps you from feeling it. So in that initial shades of shock, it says, shock says, I can't believe this person has gone. Or uh, denial says, they hadn't gone, I just know they hadn't. That shock and denial stage enables us to deal with the pain when the pain is so excruciating. So it keeps us from having to feel the full brunt of the pain at the initial onset. So normally in the shock or denial stage, you know, a person can ask you how you feeling right now, and you say, hey, I, I'm, I'm fine, I don't feel anything, or I'm just numb, I don't know what I'm feeling. Well, that's that first stage. But something we want to tell you on the, on the onset of the, the uh, segment today is that when we talk about stages, oftentimes people will think, oh, you have to go through this stage to go through that stage to go through that stage to go through that. And you don't, the stages are not necessarily orderly. In other words, you don't have to go from stage one to stage two to stage three. Some people don't go through shock. Some people will go to the second stage or the third stage, or you can get to the third or fourth stage and end up being in more than one stage at a time, or you could revert back to a stage. So it's no systematic process, but our goal is to help you understand and identify. If you are grieving, you could identify what stage you're in and what you need to do. So that shock stage is that initial stage that numbs us so that the pain of the loss is not experienced at 100%. Exactly. So, you know, you don't feel nothing at this stage. It's like you don't know how to feel at this stage because, like you're saying, the anesthesia, the numbness, you're not able to feel anything. So you are going to be um, like you're just unconscious or something, you know. And <clears throat> once you come to that consciousness and realize, hey, this has happened, um, you'll be able to, you know, get out of that phase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like he said, that some of the stages you may skip and go straight to the second phase, which is what? The pain. Mm -hmm. The pain of it. Pain. And, you know, people experience pain differently and they express pain differently. Some people, they may suppress it. Mm -hmm. They may scream, they may cry, they may um, want to hurt somebody, you mm -hmm. know, like the doctors or somebody if a child, if somebody dies or somebody that, you know, loss has gone away and the doctors, um, they, they looked at the doctor to um, do their best to help them and so they want to, you know, just, just, you know, vent out their pain and their frustration and all of that. And um, there's some more things. Well, that yeah, the, the pain you know. stage, of course, you know, we use an example of going to a dentist. You know, after you come from the dentist's office, you know what's going to happen. The painkiller is going to begin to wear off. When the painkiller wears off, then you can feel the effects of what the dentist was doing. You didn't feel it in the chair, but when you get out or you come out of a surgery and it was a mm -hmm. surgical procedure and you were in anesthesia, you know, the doctor will always write you a prescription and say, you know, give you a prescription for painkiller. And so when, when the anesthesia begins to wear off, you will start to feel the pain of the grief. 
Now, a lot of times what people will do that they start feeling the pain, the loneliness and the sorrow and the things that they're dealing with. And what they'll end up doing is they don't want to deal with the pain so they can even go back into the shock stage. Uh, as Jennifer was saying, they can suppress the emotion because they don't want to deal with that pain. But when you experience emotions of any type, in order to work through that emotion, you have to be willing and you have to be you know, able to say, hey, let me go ahead and allow myself to experience this pain. Because it's an experiencing the pain and identifying and label the pain and then expressing it that you it helps you get through it. But suppressing it, denying it over an extended period of time, eventually you will feel it. If it's a painful loss, eventually you will feel it and it doesn't matter. You can do the crying or whatever you want to do. It's okay. So a lot of times we think being strong is not allowing ourselves to feel the pain. When actually being strong is allowing ourselves to feel the pain so that we can manage the pain and work through it. And so pain is a natural part of the process of a loss. It's nothing wrong with hurting. It's nothing wrong with it at all. But the problem is if you try to suppress it and don't want to deal with it, that's when it can become a challenge because mm -hmm. it can go from just you know minor pain to intense pain and then, then it can become debilitating and to the point where, you know, you can, well, that's some other stuff that we'll talk about as we progress forward, but it can become to the point where you don't want to do anything. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I can, you know, share the experience that had, that I had when I lost my mom. And when I lost her, you know, it, it was so painful to me that I cried a lot. I mean, I just cried and and you're going to experience those cries and those tears. And some people, they don't cry because right now it's like, you know, like you say, the pain that you experience, um, you can go back to the shock. Some people can stay in that area of shock for a long time that I just can't believe this has happened. I, I really can't believe that it's happened. And then when it does happen, uh, the pain hit you then you'll be able to release it. Mm -hmm. But at the point of, um, you know, being in the shock stage, you don't know how to feel anything at the moment. But then when reality do set in, pain may surface mm -hmm. or some other stages may surface. Mm -hmm. So the pain that I felt lasted. And, and, you know, we can't put a time limit on how long a person grieves. We can't put a time limit or you know, to say you need to get over this or you need to come out of that or whatever. We can't put a, a time limit on how a person grieves. Um, it's up to the individual and how close that attachment, like we said earlier, is to that person mm -hmm. and what that meant, who they meant to them or the job or the, you know, whatever meant, whatever it meant to them um, to go through that process. So when the pain happens, allow it to happen, allow the pain, express and express those pain and you know you don't have to um, do harm to somebody or you know take it out on somebody but if you feel the pain uh, talk about it you know mm -hmm. talk about it and we'll, we'll later on help you you know figure out how to get mm -hmm. through all of these stages but when it's so great if it's you know to where you cry I remember crying every night before I went to bed. Mm -hmm. um, but that was my way of releasing and grieving mm -hmm. and the thoughts of missing her. Um, 
and all of those things, um, the conversations, the thoughts that come in our head is going to be present and relevant in our thought process as to, I can't believe this is happening. So it's, it goes along with the, the pain and the shockness, you know, mm -hmm. of feel, feeling those things and experiencing that pain that is so deep. Yeah. So. And so remember, pain is just an indicator. When you experience pain, what's happening is you're saying what? The body experiences pain is telling the body something is wrong. That's all it is. It's an indication. The pain is not there for you to necessarily do something, but it does give you an indication that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And when you think about something is wrong and you're feeling emotional pain, well, remember, all of our pain comes from our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So people think, well, I'm hurting because of the loss, but it's really you're hurting because of what you're thinking about the loss. And so a key to handling pain is to identify, okay, if I'm hurting this bad, that means that I'm thinking something that's really painful. And then you can ask yourself, what am I thinking right now that causes me this pain? It could be, man, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. I can't handle this pain. I don't know if I can able to get over this pain. And when you start getting into that stage where the pain gets that great, it can lead into another area that we want to look at today. And of course, the pain can become so great and you start dealing with, you know, you start feeling lonely. You say, hey, the pain of loneliness can be there. Then you start feeling sad, the heaviness and the guilt. A lot of different emotions can surface in the pain stage because it's telling you something wrong. One of the things that we recommend to many of our clients that are dealing with grief is that they find a person that they can open up and talk to. And you can call that person a best friend, but it's someone that you know that you can talk to that knowing what you're dealing with, but they will allow you to be expressive. You can share your thoughts, you can share your feelings and emotions, you can cry and you can say things like, you know, I'm angry with God or I'm angry with the doctor. You can express all of these emotions and they won't try to correct you or try to fix you or tell you you shouldn't be talking that way. They will allow you to get through it because they know that you are dealing with this pain stage. And in that pain stage, when you're feeling those pain, that pain's emotion, you want to get them out. And so it's okay to be able to be to be able to be open up and talk mm -hmm. to someone about that. And that person will allow you to do it. And then you all can embrace or whatever afterward, but they don't have to respond to you necessarily because it's kind of like you just saying, I need to get this out. I need to get yeah. this off of my chest. Yeah, and, and that's important because I know when we was talking about earlier, the pain of uh, sorrow, the loneliness, um, the sadness, the heaviness, mm -hmm. and the guilt. But I want to kind of, you know, point out that you know, like you okay. said earlier, that these emotions will all kind of, you know, coincide with each other. You know, you can feel them all, you know, in, in a phase. And guilt is a is a big one, a huge one. Sometimes people, um, you know, blame themselves. They feel guilty about they could have been there for someone um, before they passed or they could have did something to prevent a death um, and those things are part of gift guilt and once you you know get into that you have to have someone that you can talk to like he said it can be a best friend it can be get some counseling um, somebody that gun you can confide in and they will understand you and loneliness is another one too it's a huge one that a lot of people um, kind of um, you know go into 
when they feel lonely and um, they, they are alone and they isolate themselves and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> it's important for you to reach out, reach out to someone and just release what you're feeling and not hold it in, suppress it, like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. because it, it will help you, um, you know, feel better once mm-hmm. you get it out and talk about it. Yeah. So um, the other, you know, the other phase in the stage that we was going to bring about was uh, fear. Yeah. Fear is another, um, you know, strong emotion that we want to implement into this because a lot of times fear can take, you know, the best of you and cause you to really uh, shut down and pull away. Um, and it cause you to fear that you can't go on. It brings in um, helplessness. You may feel powerless and, mm-hmm. and, and hopeless during this time. So peer, fear has a, 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 a way of, you know, pulling you in into something that is right. not healthy for you. Yeah. Just like pain tells us that something is wrong, fear tells us, hey, mm-hmm. I'm feeling threatened, you know, and I don't know how to handle it. And there's nothing wrong with any of these emotions. They are all natural. Mm-hmm. They are all God-given. And so when you experience an emotion, a lot of times you're thinking, well, I shouldn't be this or I shouldn't be that. And we think it it has something to do with our you know, our self-worth, our individuality, our religious convictions, and not, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's just you are dealing with a loss. And when you're dealing with a loss and you're going through these emotions, the one, the reason why we're giving you a systematic approach to them, again, we're telling you that you don't have to go through all these systematically. But if you are feeling one and you can identify it, then you can know, okay, I'm feeling pain or I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling anger. And so fear, pain, anger are real emotions that we all feel. Mm -hmm. And all of our emotions are given to us by God. And here's the key with emotions. Emotions help us to stay in tune with what we are thinking. Because a lot of what we are processing when we're going through high or low emotions and things like that, we don't necessarily know everything that we're thinking. But if you can get in touch with those emotions, your emotions come from how you think. And since your emotions come from your thinking process, when you can get in touch with the emotions, you can trace back and say, oh, you know, what? I'm thinking this, or I'm thinking that. And then examine the thought to see, hey, is, there, is this thought valid? If it's valid, then you sustain it. If it's not, you can change it. So you can change your emotional state by changing the way you're thinking about what is taking place. Oftentimes we feel when we're feeling helpless or powerless in a, in a situation, especially when we're dealing with a loss, We think, well, I can't help but think this way. But that's not true. We are not bound by experiences in our life. We have choices. We can choose how we think despite of what we are going through. So even though you're going through a bad experience, you can focus on a lot of times people focus on memories and they think about good times that people that they had with a person that's lost or if they lost a job or something like that. They can look at something that was positive and beneficial. Because one of the things you want to understand about going through grief or going through any kind of emotions, when you go through an experience, you want to make it a learning experience. You say, I want to learn something from this. Because if you can learn something from it, then if you learn something from it, you said, hey, then it's not a bad experience. Bad experiences are experiences that we go through that are painful, but we come out of them and we don't get any benefit out of it or, or we think we don't. 
God will never allow you to go through anything that he doesn't turn it for your good. Right. He will always bring some good out of it. But if you can't find any good in it, then he can't teach you anything out of it. So when you're going through something, if it's painful, just say, hey, why am, why, why am I going through this? What can I learn from this? And the goal is not only to help yourself, the goal is to be able to help others because somebody else is going to go through that. And if you've gone through it and experienced it and you know how to come out of it, then you're in a position to help somebody else. So don't just look at it as, hey, I'm going through this for me. I can help somebody else go through this and I can kind of pay it forward. That's good. That's good. You know, those those are the, the, the important skills to use when you're going through this process. So um, thinking about what you're thinking and, and the fear that is going on the last, you know, the other one that we just talked about was the fear. The fear, um, the hopeless and the powerless and um, the helplessness, um, how you feel when you lose something mm -hmm. and how they were attached to you. And, and that helplessness and that powerlessness will make you feel like you alone. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do right now that they're not here? And like you're saying, you think about what you're thinking. Think about, um, okay, when you get through that process of the shock and denial, the pain, and then the fear comes and try to paralyze you, mm -hmm. then you have to, you know, also share these feelings with the person that you're, you're talking to mm -hmm. so that they can help you process through this, mm -hmm. process through the, 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 the pain, the, the, the fear, and the shock and denial mm -hmm. um, so that you will be able to, um, you know, move to a better place. Um, the fear is, may say to you that, um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. That person used to be my rock. They used to be the person I can go to um, and talk to when I get into a, 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 a dire situation and they would instruct me to do some things those things right there fear sets in and wants to paralyze you and pull away from you know um people pull away from you know the experience and go isolate yourself but you don't want to isolate yourself to the point to where it takes you into um this rage and mm -hmm. and, and and you become anger angry angry is the next anger is the next stage mm -hmm. anger anger and you're hurting and all right. of this you're angry. You may be angry at the doctors. You may be angry at the person that probably uh, had an act, the person act, whatever the incident was behind the loss. Um, the, the employer, um, if they were in an accident or whatever, the person that was driving drunk or mm -hmm. whatever, and it hit the person that caused them to lose their life, those things surface up so bad that you would need to really reach out and have somebody to talk to and to release all of these emotions yeah. you know yeah, because when, before, when you, okay. before it gets too far to the point that it affects you your body and everything around you mm -hmm. and i mean when we get into the anger stage of course a lot of time we get into that stage and we're thinking you know well i, I shouldn't be angry but as we said previously all of our emotions are there for a reason. And so when we deny them, then we put ourselves in a position where the emotions can overtake us because we're not managing them. See, God wants us to manage our emotions. He created us to be in control.
and we're supposed to then be able to control ourselves in any experience. And oftentimes we can feel this if we can't, and we get angry because we say, I'm hurting, and I don't know what to do with this hurt, and what you want to do with the anger, you want to lash out at somebody. You want to say, hey, I want, I want something, you know, I'm upset because of what has happened. Like Jennifer said, you know, life could have been taken away tragically, and you want to hurt somebody. You could feel like, hey, the doctors didn't do anything. Oh, God, God, you didn't come through with me. You could have kept all of this. Any and all of those emotions of anger need to be expressed. And so we often feel, and what people can do is when we are honest with ourselves and we're honest with God and we can go to him and tell him how he, how we're feeling, he says you can cast all your care on him because he cares for you. So when we go to him in our powerlessness and our pain and our anger and fear and we share those things with him, he can give us a level of comfort and peace and strength and encouragement that will enable us to come through this. So never feel like you're alone when you're going through something. If you don't have a best friend, I mean, you can always consult counselors. And, you know, we are grief counselors. We do a lot of grief counseling in our offices. And it's not just for death. I mean, you could be dealing with grief because you said, I have a loss of direction in life. I lost, my house got repossessed during this, during the, the time we're dealing with and things like that. So a lot of times people don't even realize that they are grieving and they're thinking that they're okay, you know. And so the one, so when you're dealing with these things, just remember, Reach out to somebody. If you're feeling like you're spiraling out of control, find somebody that you can talk to, somebody that you can open up with. Well, and you know, like you said, there's most multiple losses. You can lose mm -hmm. a pet. Mm -hmm. You know, you can lose your. And some people grieve over losing their car. You know, vehicles yeah, and stuff like that. You know, so those are things that you know, like we were talking about. You want to actually get to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm and release all of the, the, the pain and frustration. And going to God, he's a comforter. He said that, you know, in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me, he is a comforter. As we go to him and pray and cast our cares upon him and asking him to fill us in our heart. And some people may be angry mm -hmm. at God and they can't go sure. to God, you know? And that's part of the, you know, the, the process that we have to recognize, recognizing this anger uh, when these things surface in our emotions that we really need to take care of. We mm -hmm. need to have someone um, because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So mm -hmm. if, when you go to your um, friend and they're open and, and, and for you to come to them and talk to them, you can, you know, uh, get built up in a way that you are sharpened to say, hey, I can move on a little farther. When you go to that friend or a counselor or somebody that you can confide in and um, they can bring you, help bring you to a better life, mm -hmm. a better life. Okay. So at this time, we're going to wrap up. Um, we talked about four of the stages mm -hmm. of grief, um, the, the, the denial, the shock, the pain, the fear, and the anger. And I hope that you were able to take away something um, or grasp hold of something, you know, that God enlightened your heart with so that you can move past this and live a victorious and a prosperous life um, that he had, you know, designed for you to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and know that you have comfort, you have peace, all of these things that he has for us he said, come to me 
and he can give you the peace. He can give you the comfort because he is the comforter. He's the comforter for everything that we are in need of. So thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. And hopefully you can come again at the next segment of the next four stages. Um, Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Have a great day.